Welcome back to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on the Edgework YouTube channel. You can find us there. And if you enjoy the content, please make sure to hit subscribe, like this stream. You can also turn on notifications so you get notified every single time we go live, as well as when our brand new Edgework Show podcast drops every Wednesday with David Pagnotta, Dennis Bernstein, Zach Bodenstein, breaking down futures markets, everything going around in the NHL, make and miss playoffs, all that kind of stuff. So make sure to hit subscribe on this channel so you get the daily live NHL shows as well as our brand new Edgework pod. You can also find that and this show on all podcasting platforms as Edgework. You can track all the picks that we give out on this show on the Betstamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Edgework HQ as well. Decent slate of games here today, I guess, as we uh, get closer and closer to the All-Star break next week. They're pushing everything ahead. Normally, we get a little bit screwed on the Fridays here with three or four games, but today, pretty good slate. So we will get through all of those. And just want to acknowledge this comment in the chat here. And as everyone else out there, if you want to comment, if you want to ask questions or have anything to say, you can head over to our YouTube where we will see them in real time. But Jeff saying the dogs were barking last night. <laughs> yes, they were. Uh, Chicago taking down Calgary and, of course, Anaheim taking down Colorado last night. So if you watched the show yesterday, you got to hear so money say to keep an eye out on those prices as they continue to get longer and longer because at a certain point they would be worthwhile to play and they ended up being uh, especially you can't necessarily look at results more so process but regardless both of those big tickets would have cashed last night but Rob Andy how's it going this morning I mean I'm doing well looks like Andy's trying to figure out his lighting he just kept shining and yeah anybody anybody know how to uh Anybody know how to change the brightness on Windows 11? I'm going <laughs> to lose my freaking mind here, man. Like, <laughs> Rob, uh, Rob and Andy both windows. usually rocking the hats of teams that they're backing. But, uh, Rob, I didn't see you send over anything about Nashville today. What's uh, what's up no, with the Predators hat? Do the, the, the Predators There's no hat, Preds game tonight even. Listen, it, with the Predators, this is just like uh, it's symbolic of us praying on the bookies tonight we are the <laughs> okay. predators and the bookies are the prey i don't want any sexual predator comments in the, the chat today we can avoid those for oh, one well, day. you can't say you cannot say stuff like that because especially with this friday chat that is the one thing you can't do you can't lead them on into something like that that's all that's going to be said for the rest of the show jordan yes. uh jordan teasing me here with the marlboro reds comment i would <laughs> Man, I, I didn't bring. I, I only brought one carton back from Mexico, thinking that you know what, I'm gonna quit really soon. But I wish I had some Marlboro Reds right now. Yeah, but you brought like 30 <laughs> Percocets back with you. So what's? So, I mean, the Reds are not the problem. The Mexico per airport per day keeps the I don't know all your problems away. This, this is like the the uh, I don't Zach. I don't know. Last time you've been to Mexico, I was there for a wedding in November, and the airport. Like the drugs you can buy over the counter at the Mexican airports are absurd. Like it's it's, <laughs> and honestly, in hindsight, I don't know why I didn't pick up some children's cough medicine while I was there because there's like a major shortage in Canada right now. No one can find children's cough medicine. Tons in Mexico probably could have sold that for like twenty times the amount. I would have donated the money, people. I'm not looking <laughs> to make a profit off of others in in uh, in desperate times. But yeah, <laughs> these Mexican airports are definitely interesting in the stuff you can find there. Yeah, I like the I like the uh, what is it the T, uh, TGIF or whatever yep. at the Mexican airport at the Cancun airport. It's a, it's a good spot. They got the rooftop smoking patio. It's 
Yep. Rob, look what you've done already. Please comments in the chat here. Get this guy on a watch list. Why don't you betters have a seat, Chris Hansen? Uh, yeah. All right. Chris Hansen is the fucking man. I fall through. I fall down those rabbit holes watching that shit all the time. Like, how do you do that? Like that man, that would take a toll on you. Like almost as much as betting. Yes, no almost match. as much as the, the people who had the Flames Avalanche parlay last night. I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> But yeah, um, <laughs> shout out to a friend of mine who watches the show who's just messaging me like I'm 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 fucking done with the flames like fuck Calgary <laughs> fuck Sutter but like just going you know, off you know they're just gonna crush Seattle tonight too right it's gonna be a classic three two flames win <laughs> as as soon as people fall off like uh, the bandwagon with one team and they're like I'm that's it I'm done me that's, too AJ that's kind of like the the, buy, the great buy opportunity there. Yeah. Yes, yes, but it is. They are just the. I, I mean, the fact that they're the number one team in expected goals for percentage over the last what month or more, that's gonna not really lead to very many reduced bargain prices. I mean, it's you're gonna have to pay to bet the Flames, and it's gonna come with a lot of misery unless they really start. I don't. Know, Jacob Markstrom just soiled himself last night. Yeah. Too, right? But yeah. Odd man rushes, just, I don't know, not connecting on things in the offensive zone. They had eight shots. They ended up with, what, 35 shots. They had eight shots in the first period, I think. So it's, you know, the game was theirs. They just didn't, it just got away from them, I guess, a little too fast. Yeah. I mean, it's been a consistent theme with them this year. I, I always wonder about, you know, at what point do you just say that, like, the peripheral metrics for this team don't matter? Like, they're just, you know... The example I always use because it's the easiest for people to resonate with was probably about three, four, five years ago. Every year, Carolina Hurricanes lead the league in like expected goals every year. And you watch the team play and they're just like shoveling rebounds into like the chest of the goalie into the pads. And you're like, OK, yeah, they take a million shots. They're in and around the net, but they don't have the quality finishing. And I think at some point, like I always talk myself into, OK, Calgary's got to run in them. Calgary's got to run in them. But like. Maybe they just don't. Maybe this yeah. is just the Flames and they're going to significantly outperform their expected goals for the remainder of the season. And this wouldn't be uncommon with a Daryl Sutter team, but... <laughs> Double know. down on Flames tonight, says JH in the yeah. chat. Yeah, I don't know yeah. about that. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, wrote a, I wrote an article yesterday on Visa and I, li I like to, like, I mean... I like to find, I like to take angles and turn them into articles because it's, you know, I, I mean, I think it's better for people, the reader to, to, you know, learn a bit about the process and about kind of picking some of these undervalued players out and pick four player props last night, lost all four. They all closed pretty strong, but nobody gives a shit about that, obviously. Um, and, uh, it's but it, it applies tonight. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to give out any player props, but it's just an interesting uh, angle for a team like the Calgary Flames because Sutter is a unique coach. I guess that's one word to describe him. But, um, you know, he evenly distributed distributes his minutes through, um, you know, through through those three lines almost most likely the the, the backland line or mostly the backland line and the Toffoli line, the Lindholm line up top. Um, but uh, it, it's it's a different team. They're you know the, the the players that get the number one power play minutes are priced a lot higher 
uh, on a game-to-game basis in terms of getting a point and scoring a goal and whatnot. But if you look over the last month, uh, Magna Pani and, and Backlund's line kind of broke up last night. They put Coleman uh, on a different line and put Pelche on this uh, Backlund line. But they've been leading the way for the Flames, and they're underpriced if, if, you, if you look at it relative to the, their, their teammates. Um, and I think that's something to look out for. I mean, uh, Manjapani specifically is is even money to get a point tonight. Um, and he's, you know, leading the team in points or tied for the team lead in points over the last 10 or 11 games or so. So, I mean, he's right. he's a player to watch and a guy that those that, that line specifically, who knows what's happening now that Coleman's not on it, but uh, that line has been pretty dominant in terms of, like you said, expected goals and whatnot. Yeah, and we don't need to pump Andy's tires too much here, Connor. I appreciate it, but uh, process-wise, <laughs> Andy, I think those are the strongest yes. player props you've given out, he's saying. Uh, <laughs> the Red Bulls yeah. and the Sigs did it for Andy. He's had a vision, and he, he went down the road and wrote the article. We got breaking news <laughs> in the NHL right now. Austin Matthews is out at least three weeks with a knee sprain. Ouch. Wow. wow. Tennis. Him and Marner playing tennis. <laughs> no, it was apparently from the Rangers game. Suffered the injury oh, yeah. in the Rangers game on Wednesday. Uh, I might have to, re- I mean, maybe I'm going to have to reevaluate my player props. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, but I was targeting a Leaf tonight for uh, for a goal, Zach, um, which uh, I think the do factor for a player that's been playing really well and just hasn't yeah. been finding the net. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to, after we finish this, go and just put out a Leafs video immediately after this. People are going to be frothing at the mouth to hear about Austin Matthews' knee injury. But, um, uh, Andy, we're ta- you were talking about process and looking at players here. You're looking at someone tonight in the LA Kings Florida Panthers game. Uh, this LA Kings team is interesting to watch them because. Throughout the course of the season, they haven't really got the goaltending yet. They still managed to find themselves third in the Pacific. Baca. They are they are one point behind. That would be so aggressive. <laughs> they are one point behind Seattle uh, and Vegas right now. They do have three more games played than Seattle, but uh, uh, and one more. Um, but they're six six and four in their last ten. They are on a two game win streak here, just having beaten Chicago and Philly, not the two strongest teams. Uh, but they're on the road tonight against the Panthers, 13-8-4 on the road this season. And this Panthers team right now, they're trying to make somewhat of a push for the playoffs. They're three back of the Sabres, who are currently on the outside looking in. They're five points back of the Penguins, six points back of the Capitals, who hold on to those two wildcard spots in the East. Um, what is it that you like in this Kings-Panthers game tonight, Andy? Well, I, I think this game... You would think it would feature uh, quite a bit of offense tonight. Um, I'm expecting Jonathan Quick to get the start. Uh, the Kings are on the first half of the back-to-back. I'm also expecting, unless Sergei Bobrovsky is ready to come back, I'm, I'm thinking uh, uh, it's going to be Spencer Knight tomorrow. So that leaves uh, Alex Leon. Or, is that how you say it? <laughs> Alex Leon so, yeah. or Lyon or what? I mean, he's um, going to be back in the minors soon enough anyway. So yeah, yeah, who cares, right? That guy that. will start in net tonight probably for the Panthers. Um, but the Kings, uh, you know, there's one line specifically that I kind of find intriguing, uh, and it's the, the Danell Arvidsson and uh, Ayafalo line. Um, you know, Arvidsson is not – really shooting the puck as much as he did in past years. He's kind of down this year in, in that in that respect. Um, but over the last little bit, over the last month or so, uh, IFALO has been generating 
shots, expected goals, and uh, you know he's up there in terms of uh, the the team leaders uh, in those categories. So um, I think this is a good spot. All those, all three of those players that I mentioned are pretty snake snake uh, snake bitten right now um, over the last you know handful of games or more. Uh, and yeah, you can get them up to DraftKings plus three twenty. Uh, is a, a great price, in my opinion. I mean, I think that's a, a good bet in a game where you're probably going to see somewhere around that six or seven goal mark. Yeah. All right. And that will be logged on the bet stamp account uh, in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. So, again, if you want to see all the picks in real time, loser. In fact, make sure to head over to, uh, head over there uh, we are up on the bet season it tomorrow up. bet it the next game that the kings play don't bet it tonight bet, bet it, it in the next game and, and the next win. game you you yeah. got to you still got to fire it that's tonight. what i think when i give out a play a player prop like a goal scorer then it's like don't bet it bet it the next time and that it'll win <laughs> well i was just hoping you'd give out another goals. player <laughs> yeah i was hoping you'd give out another player so we could parlay them together tonight, yeah but Let's yeah. do it. That was that was funny. That was awesome. I'm so glad. I was so glad that I lost that and that it worked out that way because it was just funny. Yeah, the one and one. Yeah. Honestly, like the minute the first that leg you gave too, out right? that parlay, it's almost exactly the way that like that you knew Stutzla was, was not down. scoring, yeah. right? And <laughs> exactly. and Nichushkin was. And I I wonder how many people just like I almost myself almost wanted to go double down, like triple down on Nichushkin because of that, right? And I didn't, and I was kicking my ass. So. <laughs> Um, talking about games that could potentially have a lot of goals here, we're looking at the San Jose-Carolina game. And, Rob, this one's a little bit intriguing to you on two factors. This San Jose team, they are 2-5-3 and three in their last 10. They're coming off of three straight losses in this one. They lost to Columbus 5-3, to three, Boston 4 nothing, Detroit 3-2. to two. And uh, now they're facing off against a strong Carolina team who's leading the Metro, tied with the Leafs in, in points. They are uh, two points up on New Jersey right now. They did lose Pacioretty again. He will be out for six to eight months at this point, but they were great without him. He only came in and played for five or so games, and I imagine they'll continue on the path that they were on before he joined them. And now coming off of three straight wins in this one, having beaten Minnesota, the Islanders, and the Stars. They're a strong home team, 14-5-2, but... We're talking about dogs. We're talking about potential games with a bunch of goals. And uh, both of those are intriguing to you in this one. Why is that? Yeah, I mean, I wish I could tell you why it is. I mean, obviously, this is a numbers play. Um, I'm not going to argue the difference between San Jose and Carolina for me. There's a couple things I'm looking at in this game. And let's start. We got James Reimer confirmed now for the Sharks. Um, listen, horrible year for Reimer after... You know, a season ago where he looked like pretty good, a guy that people maybe wanted to acquire at the deadline, so on and so forth. But as of last night, the Carolina Hurricanes did not call up Kachetkov. So that would indicate to me that Freddie Anderson, who left last game, is fine. Do they rush him back in here tonight off of, uh, you know, leaving a game? I think Rant has earned a start after what happened in the last game. Uh, just sorry to cut you off, but yeah. I do think I do think that's that's pretty uh, pretty strong opinion I have today. Just because I mean he he came in in a game that they were losing and and made a made a had a great performance, right? So agreed. And listen, there's nothing against Ranta. Ranta's a fine goalie. Like he's he's you know solid. He's for a long time he was probably the best backup that should have been a starter in the league, uh, but ultimately of the options, you know, relative to Freddie, I have Ranta as a considerable downgrade. And I'm looking at the prices in this game and I just can't get there. So the over, in my opinion, uh, coupled with San Jose plus one and a half, I'm not saying parlay them, 
whenever I like two bets in the same game, I tend to ease off on risk a little bit. But uh, plus one and a half, anything up to plus 100, I think that's a decent bet. The Sharks do have a lot of the Calgary Flames vibes in that their peripherals are always going to be way better than they actually perform. They do have good puck movers. They do have some elite talent for like a bad team. Yeah, (laughs) for for the next few weeks, at least they do. Um, But also like they generate a lot of high quality chances and they give up a lot. So over six, in my opinion, with the goaltending matchup in this game should be priced uh, a little bit higher, closer to minus 120. I think that you have the minus 112 at Pinnacle, minus 118 at the Canby Books, Profit minus 116. Like those are all good bets in my opinion. Uh, So I'm going to go half unit, Zach, on the over here. Um, Expectation again is that Ranta starts the game. I think it's extremely likely at this point. Um, And then I'm also going to take San Jose in the plus one and a half range uh, for a half bet as well. So we'll split it up uh, side and total in this game. Uh, I do not have Jacob Slavin in my number as well. I should just point that out for anyone out there who's wondering. Just, you know, missed Saturday's game. Hasn't been on the ice yet as of yesterday. Not expecting him to be available. But ultimately, this just comes down to San Jose still averaging decent amount of goals per game. Expected goals through the roof. They score on 20% of their power plays. They have those Timo Meyer, Eric Carlson, Logan Couture, guys that are, are peppering the net with shots. Defensively, though, uh, big issues for them. So uh, that's the way I'm going to opt to play it. Uh, I like both of those. I have an edge on both of those. Yeah, I like I like the total a little bit crease. too. There you go. Um, I was pretty close on it, just not close enough to kind of justify uh, giving it out today in my article. Um, but uh, I, man, what happened? I, I still have yet to see an explanation, but I haven't really looked into it. I haven't had a chance yet. But if, if there is no explanation, I'm just done with the Sharks as far as a money line bet. That's for sure. Not that they were winning very many games, and I was betting on them very often anyway. But uh, Timo Meyer and Thomas Hurdle did not see the ice at all in the overtime period versus Detroit in a game that they probably could have won. You know, I mean, like, uh, these are two teams that have won uh, going into that game, had won just six of their last 20 games, right? And they were a plus 130 dog, closed around plus 110, I think. And and uh, and the two best players did not see the ice in overtime. It's just, uh, I, di- I didn't get it, so. Well, I can explain it to you. There's this there's this guy, his name's Connor Bedard. And uh... <laughs> yeah, well, that, that that's what I mean. If that's if that's if that's how they're going to play this, if it's going to be so uh, obvious and, you know, outright, like an outright tank move, yeah, uh, you, oh, you can't so bet on that no, team to win. Bettman says there is no tanking in the NHL. Yeah, oh, that's no, right, of yeah. course not. Bettman yeah, cleared it up tanking. for all of us, so you know. But you know what? If they take it to overtime and lose four uh, three, oh mean, yeah, no, that's uh, great for your bet. I'm yeah. just saying, and it, it, like, how is that gonna? Is there gonna be any trickle down effect to that? Is there gonna be? You know, are, are they gonna just kind of start resting these guys a little bit more? Even you know in the first three periods because they're going to trade them. Uh, I don't know. Like, what's the point? Like, is, is this going to be the, the play here? Are they going to start using crappy players in high leverage situations? You know, I don't know, right? What's what's going on? Like, I just thought that was an unbelievable, unbelievably bold move to sit your two best players in a game <laughs> that you're, you know, I don't know what, like, it's, you can play it however you want, I guess, David Quinn, but it's, uh, I don't know, are you, who are you trying to suck up to? <laughs> He's just uh, keeping Meyer healthy Mike for that Greer. inevitable trade to Toronto. <laughs> Listen, that's, David that's Quinn, going. you are going to do what I tell you to do if you want to keep your job, mother. <laughs> <laughs> 
We got another game here where we uh, have plays on the side and total. Andy, you're rocking the hat in support of this team here tonight. New Jersey heading to Dallas to take them on. They did just lose last night uh, to Nashville 6-4. to But uh, New Jersey has been a really good team on the road so far this season. 18-3-2. We talked about the fact that they are two points behind the Carolina Hurricanes right now. Uh, trying to catch up to them. Doing whatever they can to continue to gain some of that points back that they had lost after they had a huge lead on everybody earlier in the season going in to face this dallas team who's first in the central right now they are two points up on winnipeg they've come they're coming off of two losses here one to buffalo one to the carolina hurricanes 13 5 and 5 at home so far this season uh andy we'll start with you uh you're looking at new jersey here tonight what do you like about the devils i would like i mean if it if I was like a European, I feel like I come up with a really good chant for Vitek Vanacek. Like it's a, it's a really, it has a nice <laughs> ring to it. And dude's been, dude's been awesome, right? He's eight in a row. Yep. Um, the Devils' defense is much better when he's in goal this season. Uh, you know, he's down around two point three goals against per sixty. Uh, I, I like, obviously, I think that Dallas is a good team, but uh, they haven't been playing elite hockey by any means they've been losing more than they've been winning um i don't think it's i, I it's the last game before the break for the stars so i i would assume ottinger is going to be in goal I, I i don't think they're gonna they're gonna give him this one off and it's a home game but um i i bet the devil's at plus 125 or better uh i think new jersey just still generates a lot of shots they give up a lot of shots but um you know they lost 4-1 to the stars last time and uh, Schmid was in goal in that in that game. Uh, they're just a different team when Vanacek is in goal, and and their offense is 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 good. So um, on a regular basis, and uh, yeah, plus one twenty five seems to be still widely available. A little bit better than that at, at some shops. I think it's a I think it's a decent play. And Rob, what are you looking at in this game here? So last night, Devils lose six four to the Predators. One of uh, a pretty horrible defensive performance for anyone who caught any of that game. Yeah. Lots of odd man breaks. Um, it, it was just really rough to watch from a New Jersey point of view. You have post-game pressers for Nico Heischer, Ryan Graves, Lindy Ruff. All of them basically talking about how they did Blackwood dirty. They hung him out to drive uh, after he saved, you know, he saved them basically in the first period of the very good first. This is like very narrative-y, but following a game like that in the second of the back-to-back, I really think that the Devils will have an emphasis on their defense tonight and really totally. focus on not giving up those odd man rushes. We're headed to, listen, there's a possibility that Wedgwood starts. That wouldn't mean that the under is dead here, but Vanacek, Ottinger, that to me is a very good goaltending matchup. I think that there's some value in the under six here. I really don't play a ton of unders in the NHL anymore because of the, the end game states that you can get into, which are just like disastrous with the way goalie pulls happen and so on and so forth. But uh, I actually think that this game should be shaded towards the under at six. Most books, it's shaded towards the over. Uh, obviously, pinnacle on the screen there. Um, I agree with a lot of what Andy said, but... I really think that there's going to be an emphasis on team defense from the Devils tonight. The Stars are totally. pre pretty consistently good defensively. Um, it's been, I mean, they've been better year over year offensively and defensively, but uh, I, I just don't I think see they're this like being... 26th on offense, though, over the last 
24 days or 20 or 27 days i guess right so yeah i forgot what and, day it was and even like the records are really misleading because if from a betting perspective right like you look at their last 10 games and they're they're five two and three and it's like they're consistently earning points but if you bet them you've lost five of those games they're five and five right so um ultimately i i agree with andy i show value slightly on the devils my preference is to the under but um yeah, I mean, this is kind of like a, a look that I've had for several years now where teams just are an abomination defensively in one game and the coach reams them out publicly. What are you thinking if you're in that locker room? Uh, you're probably thinking, like, we can't we can't give up the chances like last night. So Yeah, and I I think, I think too, like, I, I laughed uh, last night. There was a, a, a Nashville uh, radio guy or beat writer kind of uh, that I follow. Um, and he made a comment like New Jersey hasn't had 40 shots in a game yet this season, but they're the fourth best team in the NHL. And I'm, my response was, well, you know, they generate a ton of shot attempts like and they are one of the best teams. And in terms of expected goals, fourth best. Uh, and that's that's still the case right now. A top 10 team like you almost they have the rest of the NHL should be glad that this team isn't putting up 40 shots a game or else it would be really tough to beat them and it already is right so i don't know it's they're they're an effective team but they they do have to clean up your defense and hopefully they do that tonight and rob we're good to lock this in under six minus 102 lock it in baby all right we'll lock that in there uh andy there's or rob there's a side that you like we typically see you get to uh wear the hats on stream but elected to go with the uh predators one in the theme of praying on the books here today but uh, he doesn't have a columbus blue jackets hat (laughs) (laughs) the uh the vegas golden knights um heading to the rain heading to new york to take on the rangers tonight vegas right now we talked about with they are uh tied with seattle in points in the uh, first for first in the pacific but they do have two more games played so they're behind in uh win percentage there uh they're on a two game losing streak right now having lost to arizona 4 to 1 and new jersey 3 to 2 great road team so far this season 15 4 and 3 uh taking on the rangers who are third in the metro right now they are six points back of the Devils, so a little bit of ground to have to make up if they wanted to catch anybody, but coming off 6-2-2 two, and two in their last 10, they did just lose to the Leafs in overtime 3-2 to two the other day. Um, what is it that you're liking in this one uh, between the Vegas Golden Knights and the New York Rangers? Yeah, it's right on the edge for me here in terms of the Golden Knights price. So Bruce Cassidy said that Shea Theodore will be a game-time decision for tonight. He practiced in full yesterday. I'm assuming he's going to be back tonight. Obviously, Mark Stone's not traveling with the team. William Carrier returns on the third line. He'll be with Chandler Stevenson and Phil Kessel there. But it's, again, like a numbers play here overall. A lot of people just completely dismiss home road splits in hockey. And I actually think that there's something to them. Now, we deal with small samples. But for years, like Vegas was a dominant home team, right? And people just constantly kept dismissing that. And they're like, oh, the home field, the home ice advantage can't be this much and so on and so forth. And people just got buried, like betting against them at home. Now it's kind of changed. And I I mean, listen, it's very narrative-y as well. But like there's something about just getting away on the road and playing, like not having the pressure of dealing with the home fans and so on and so forth. And I think the Golden Knights just play a better game away from home in that they're just a little bit more compact. They give up less. You know, that's a type of team that can frustrate the Rangers, in my opinion. Um, So 
plus 135 is kind of like my cutoff here. You can find some of those on the board right now. Uh, it's not, I mean, it is fairly widely available. 365, Caesars, DraftKings, all offering exactly 135. Not a super huge play by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I think I'm kind of getting priced in here with the assumption that Theodore, that Shea Theodore is going to be back for Vegas tonight. All right, we'll we'll lock that in as well. Then lots of uh, lots of dogs on the board tonight. Going back to Jeff's comments, the dogs are barking <laughs> here. So favorite uh, parlay, is, baby. All, all yeah. the time for the favorite night. parlay tonight. Yep, ten dollars to ten k, baby. Starts with the favorites parlay tonight. Yeah. What is right, this? Ten? Is this? Is I saw you tweet about this. Is this like a a thing that's like? That's this, have you not seen this? It's this like new betting challenge. Yeah, yeah. It's no, just, like. Nobody. If you could do that, then I, I don't know. That, what, yeah. Whichever sports book de- decided to just like leak this as an idea into social media, like that man, like whoever decided, man or woman, that person deserves a raise because like this is the dumbest shit. Now people are just rolling over all their winnings trying to win like ten <laughs> games in a row. It's essentially a ten game parlay. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, oh it's, man. I saw Bet Rivers. Uh, commercial the other day and it's like the same game multi-game parlay and it's just like it's just so funny like it's just so i don't yeah. know they could and they got screenshots of like <laughs> no they have a screenshots too of it of five leg same game parlay parlayed with like a four ga- four leg same game parlay parlayed with another one like yeah Oh, oh my boy. god. Yeah. Rob, I don't know. Just quickly, <laughs> my favorite thing that I saw was one of the uh, uh one of the hammer content creators, Ian McMillan. If you haven't seen his stuff, make sure to check it out at Ian MacBets doing some of the stuff with on the forward progress YouTube channel for the NFL with Rob, but he tweeted about how it's the same as a ten leg parlay and was like doing the math on it. And there's all these people like arguing with him saying, like, I get what you're saying, but you're just wrong. And then I, I just saw him like going to war on Twitter and like Twitter gambling Twitter might be just the worst place ever. Honestly, it really is. It's uh, the the problem is, and listen, I, I I'm I'm a pro better, you know. Andy's bet hockey professionally as well, and we, we still learn stuff regularly. Like I don't want to say that I know everything. I learn from other people all the time. There are but, just some truths. Yes, <laughs> like... exactly. There are some things you cannot argue. It is just yeah. a fact. It is a statement of fact. And the space is flooded now with all these people are getting their first exposure to betting. And I remember what I was like when I was in my early 20s and I was betting. I thought I had it all figured out. Like, I watched these games. You can't tell. Like, I had no clue. And I'm almost embarrassed to think about what I was like, you know, a decade ago in terms of my betting. And you just have more of that in the forefront now, more people on social media. And it's, uh, I mean, I, I, Alfonso Strafan, um, who's like an industry um, research guy, I don't know, really know how to, to, you know, bucket him, so to speak. He's like, a, he's like the TMZ of, of uh, sports betting industry. Yes. <laughs> He'll and pick he up tweet- the stories and stuff. And, he yeah. tweeted something yesterday, which was re- referencing the state of Illinois. But in Illinois, seven of every 10 bets made at FanDuel is a parlay. Five of every yeah. bet, ten bets made at DraftKings is a parlay. Like this is the the new breed of sports bettors who are just playing lottery tickets, and they think that like they, they don't really understand the concept of expected value. And I'm not saying never play a parlay. There can be reasons to do it, and so on and so forth. But we're living in different times, man. Regulation just brings a lot more eyeballs, 
and people in the space that, uh, frankly, I mean, they'll probably look back three years from now and be like, I really wish I had listened to all those people that were telling me otherwise. Like, I can't connect with my dad about sports betting. Um, like, he's he's a guy that spent his whole adulthood betting pro-line parlays right here in Canada. Um, now he, you know, can access books or is more comfortable accessing online sports books. So he's doing that. And it's just parlay, parlay, parlay. But right. Like <laughs> I, I, I like when I was betting professionally and, and thing, you know, and it was a big, big uh, thing for me. Like my dad knew that it was, you know, paying bills and stuff like that. But I don't think he ever really got like how I was doing it, like single game bets and things like that. You know what I mean? Like, and then, and then we try to talk about it now and it's like, yeah, we just, I just can't connect. It's just a different, it's almost a totally different game. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. People in the chat are saying can barely talk to their friends cause it's all SGPs and long shot props. <laughs> yeah. Listen, get... there's a place for that. Like, don't get me yeah. wrong. Like, yeah, can... I, I, I play SGPs every now and then I take long shot bets. Like, I, there are times where I'm betting for entertainment purposes, recreationally, right? Like live in, in ga same game parlays, in my opinion, are great. They're really fun. You're watching a game live. You have some sort of, this team's going to come back. I want to parlay them with this goal score and so on and so forth. Yeah. It makes the experience, like sports betting can be the best form of entertainment. But when you're playing everything like that with the yeah. expectation that you're going to win in the long run, that's a problem, uh, and it can become a problem. So, I mean, listen, I, I don't want to knock people who just bet parlays or betting for fun. You do, everyone's entitled to do their own thing, but you, it, it comes with the expectation of knowing that, like, if you're going to continue making these types of bets over and over and over, it's near impossible to win in the long run. Yeah. No, losing well, money isn't fun, but if you're doing that, you're probably not losing enough on a regular basis that it's like, I'm not saying it's a good thing, um, but you're probably not... You know, if you're just betting those lottery style tickets, it's probably not becoming that obvious to you that you're losing all that much money, right? Unless you're kind of, if you're if you're looking into it, you're probably not doing it. I don't know. It's it's I it's just like Rob said, the people that only do that, that only want to do that. That's the that's the disconnect where I I can't like talk to betting about those with those people. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> All right, let's get to the second leg of Andy's uh, anytime goal scorer player prop here. You've got another anytime goal scorer for us in the Columbus Vancouver game tonight. Oh, you're going to make me give uh, out both, eh? Yeah, I am. I'm going to make oh, you give man. out both. Two losers. Two losers. This, gives us, <laughs> this gives us a better opportunity at the, the end of the night to tweet out one and one. <laughs> yeah, we and need the parlays. The <laughs> All right, so tell us what you got between uh, Columbus and Vancouver tonight. So parlaying this with uh, with Alex Iafalo plus three twenty. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Connor McDavid got us tomorrow. He's gonna gonna light it light it up. Uh, <laughs> Kirill Marchenko, man. I'm just you know assuming that we get Spencer Martin tonight. I don't think you have to like worry about this line moving um but yeah you can get plus 330 at DraftKings, plus 325 uh, i mean anything over anything over three 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 to one i think is a, a decent bet this guy just is getting a little bit more ice time now he's he just generates a, a ton of shots and chances um and uh it, it's a shame that they're not putting him on the first line he almost had a spot on there a couple of games ago but it just didn't didn't work out but 
Yeah, I like I like Marchinko in a game against the Canucks where, yeah, like Rob said, defense will probably be an emphasis for the Canucks tonight under their new head coach, Rick Tukit. But um, I uh, I think uh, I think it's going to be easier said than done for this team because they're they're just a, a pretty poor, poor group when it comes to that that aspect of the game. So, um, you know, Columbus, not a team I expect to, to win, but Marchinko's a guy that is uh, going to continue to score goals this season. And I think he's he's a guy that you got to watch for Columbus as long as he's priced around the range that he's in now. All right, and final leg of our uh, of our player prop parlay, Rob. You still like uh, still like the anytime goal scorer despite Matthews being out here tonight. I do, and honestly, I'm going to add to this at this point because <laughs> I've been watching, I've been following this market during the show, and like, my God, these props markets are so slow to react to player news nowadays. Like, it's it's absurd. But Tavares is getting bumped up to the top line. Uh, I already like Tavares to score a goal tonight if Matthews was playing, but Tavares is now between Marner and Bunting. That's where he's going to play. You still have like plus 180 on the board at Caesars. Tavares to me was a guy that you would want to target in this game regardless, just because I think he's been playing really well. You look at the past couple weeks, 13 individual expected goals, but only eight goals. Um, the Senators allow the six most uh, goals per 60 in the league at five versus five. I do think that Tavares has been finding himself in good positions, especially on the power play right in front of the net. Uh, and I like that look for him. So getting bumped up there is one. But I also, you know, I'll throw a half unit on that, Zach. But I also want a half unit on Pontus Holmberg, anytime goal scorer, if we can find plus 500 or better. Because Holmberg is going to be the center that moves between Nylander and Yarncroke. So he's going to have Nylander on his wing, peppering shots at the net. Think he can find a dirty one. He scored last game on a breakaway. Beautiful backhander there. But again, anything over 5-1. to one. So Caesars FanDuel on the board here that have those prices. Uh, I like that look for anyone who's centering Nylander, frankly. So uh, yeah, those are the two looks. I'm going to throw a half a unit on each of them. Uh, hope that one of them scores. Hope that both of them score. Uh, maybe I'll parlay them too. Maybe I'll throw them in together wow. and parlay as well. You know, just uh, reinvent the wheel here. But uh, yeah, I mean, listen... Matthew's out. These prices have not been adjusted anywhere at this point. So um, I'll, I'll I'll throw some sh- I'll throw some shots here. In uh, I was I was going to ask uh, you, Rob, because you follow other sports. Like I, I can't even say I follow other sports. Uh, so, like in NBA, can you bet players off like like bench players and stuff like that pretty easily in the player prop markets? Like, are they easy to find? Is everybody that's on the roster listed? Like. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's something all... that has to change with the NHL because I mean, in order to really give us a full menu uh, and and you know be able to take advantage of some of these these lineup changes and things like that, like you got to have guys listed in the points market. Um, that's a big one, I think. Goal scorers are always listed, right? And that's where we can find some value. But um, I would really like to see you know all 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 roster players listed in the over under half a point or one and a half points, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I think the the Canby books have a de- like do a decent job of covering off a lot of the players. So uh, North yeah. Star bets in Ontario, Bet Rivers. Um, I'm missing some Unibet uh, as well. But like those books tend to have all the players for the most part. Now sometimes it takes till later in the day till you get the full uh, complement of them. But that's what I've particularly noticed as I delve more into the prop market. You're right though; it should be like we should get to the point. I know it's hard to price some of this stuff, but 
there's not really a lot of uh, liability either on these types yeah. of markets. Like you list a fourth line player anytime goal score, shots on goal props or whatever. How much damage is someone going to possibly do to the book there? Um, so, yeah, I mean. For sure, yeah. yeah. No, like there was a guy in San Jose. Uh, what's his name? Es- Esamont or um, he was playing on the top line there for a, a little bit. And he might still be playing on the top line right now. Yeah. But like you couldn't even you couldn't find him anywhere. So it's like, I don't know. Yes, this is also something I want, like, I'll comment on this really quickly about you're lucky to get $50 on a Canby player prop. Yes, like, they are known to limit people, for sure, but there are lots of workarounds to get money down on players. You just got to lose enough betting parlays on the other side. To... That's that's one of them, though. I mean, listen, I'm not going to name the sports book, but in Ontario, uh, I recently went to one of the book's headquarters. I got to sit down with their their trading team. That's trading games. And basically, like, this guy was like an open book that I could ask a million questions to, and he was just delivering the goods to me. And, you know, every day we run a closing line value report. If people are killing us on closing line value on props and things, we're going to, you know, flag their account. We might limit them, whatever. My quick question was, what about if I'm parlaying all this stuff together? He's like, yeah, we don't run a closing line value report for parlays. We just assume that the parlay players are, are not very good. That's information you can use to your advantage if you want to keep your limits high, right? Like if you're parlaying two or three plus EV props, your parlay is probably going to be plus EV as well, right? If you're mm-hmm. if you have enough, so like use that information. Definitely limiting is a problem in the space, um, but I bet at literally every sports book that's regulated in Ontario, if I can, there are ways to keep accounts open. Um, you just got to like, think about it from the perspective of, of, of the book, right? What's the book looking for? Why are they going to shut you down and try to, um, to disguise your action, I guess, as much as possible. I, I mean, we shouldn't have to play that game. We shouldn't have to, but you can play that game and you can successfully keep these accounts for a while. Yeah. I mean, Thanks I, I was writing time, articles like almost a decade ago about how profiling was a big thing in the industry and yeah. what to watch out for and what the inf- like i mean that that information's been out there so it's not like it's it's not like betters aren't able to you know combat it and and try to work around that stuff so yeah and then when they do limit me i make sure that i send every single bet i make to the trader over and over just so that he has to reject it every single time <laughs> i just want that that one guy sitting there being like not this guy again i'm just ripping off bets they're approving them for like three bucks and i'm the, i'm sending the re- the other 497 dollars <laughs> to trader every single time and i know that there's that one guy that's just gotta keep declining these and be like like and you know what pizza man yeah like maybe yeah (laughs) maybe i should give this guy a little bit more on the games and he'll stop sending them to traders so yeah Yeah, you never know you could you could you could you could work your way back we'll see if it works (laughs) imagine has anybody ever worked their way back by out of pure annoyance (laughs) (laughs) i mean this this is not an exaggeration i do do this stuff but it's pure spiteful uh like i i have you know it's definitely a huge waste of my time but if I can have a trader just sitting there rattled, having imagine it wasn't even a real trader though. It was just like an automated bot rejecting them. <laughs> I would feel like the biggest asshole if I was doing that. Just what a waste of my life. Um, question for you guys here real quick before we go. It'll make it the last thing. Brian Flynn asking, uh, when trying to profit long-term, is it just smarter to only do straight bets? I'll let you guys uh, take that over. Yeah, like, listen, I, I can speak from experience having consulted for different sports books in the space, right? 
and the sportsbooks hold percentage um, on straight bets is always going to be significantly lower than parlays and teasers and other types of bets. So, I mean, yes, I tell my friends this all the time. Like, obviously, there's the appeal, the lottery ticket appeal. I get it. But if your expectation is to try to um, lose less in the long run or even win money, then you probably want to just target straight bets as much as possible. Um, you're, you know, they work in your favor as a player uh, a little bit more than everything else. I'd probably get, uh, I'd probably get like arguments from people for this take, but I think for most people, this daily betting grind is just not like it's not for you, right? Like it's not like it's tough. It's fucking tough. Like it's it's not easy, and there's a lot of people that make it look easy and whatever, but uh it's you know like it's just it's just tough man and i think future bets uh are one way for a lot of people like i think it's one of the safest ways if people really do their research and spend their summer like like i do with my hockey guide and stuff and doing all the projections and and everything like that I, i really think that a lot of gamblers would probably or a lot of recreational betters that just want to have some skin in the game would probably be best served by just kind of building a futures portfolio throughout the season and making logical decisions. Don't pile up on too many teams and, you know, for the same bet and whatnot, but you can, uh, you can, you can do pretty good in those markets, especially to make the playoffs, things like that. And yeah, there's a lot of uh, opportunity costs, but if you don't really have that opportunity, like uh, throughout the season, like if you're just going to be rolling up at 4:30 PM, trying to get your bets down every day, like, I mean, it's you're you're going to be fighting an uphill battle anyway so you're right. going to be giving all that plus ev that you acquired in the futures market back so i don't know i think i think there is i think there's a lot a, a case to be made that a lot of rec betters would be best just you know spending a few weeks researching make their future bets maybe revisit at different points throughout the season periodically and right. you'd probably have a higher roi <laughs> Yeah, and I guess to Andy's point as well, in those situations as a rec better, if you are doing that, you still have opportunity throughout the season to continue to bet and you can continue to corner different markets, futures markets in those situations to uh, kind of add to what you've already done preseason and uh, just attack things in different ways from that. Especially like one thing that I learned about and I'll just say like as someone who's, I don't know, Rob, you'd probably know better what to classify me as as a better. I don't think I'm a rec anymore, but like transitioning, trying to learn more. Yeah, rec plus (laughs) is probably accurate. Um, But it's like one thing I even learned from you guys especially was, hey, you're in a situation where maybe you're looking at a team to to make playoffs. Well, uh, or go on to some type of run. Well, can you look at a coach to win the Jack Adams? Can you look at a goalie to win the Vesna? Like there's different markets that you can apply to branching off of those main things that you believe might be there because if one's going to be true then likely the other one's going to be true and then you can find more value on different numbers outside of that from those yeah I mean a perfect example and it doesn't apply to the NHL but in the NFL late in the year uh, I was going to go and bet the Steelers to make the playoffs at 16 to 1 price which they had like six games left in the season I like the schedule but what are the chances that the Steelers are going to make the playoffs without Kenny Pickett, their quarterback, having like a great run down the stretch? So I'm going to look at the Kenny Pickett rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year market, and he's 40 to one at that price. So like you can find, you know, you, you, you're right, Zach, like you can just evaluate the different markets and you can find the better wager that pays well in the long run. But I go on you better, you bet every week with Ken Barkley, Lockie Lockerson, as he's, as he's called, he's not a hockey better at all. 
but he just puts together portfolios for like the Calder Trophy, the Norris, the Vesna, Stanley Cup over the course of the year just by like reading the game like a stock market. Like this guy is on a hot streak. His odds are not like the market's not adjusting to this. Like I need to get in on this and so on and so forth. And you end up with guys like Allmark to win the Vesna at 50 to one, Hellebuck to win the Vesna at 50 to one. You get some absurd prices just because this is a market that the books are slower to react to. So I agree with what a lot of Andy said there. And by the way, that's a lot of fun. He's messaging me on a nightly basis. Like, oh, like, you know, this this player had a bad game. This player did this. Yeah. Like, he's invested in it now. Like, I'm just, cheering for my David Pasternak Rocket Richard bet all the time, even though, right. like, it's it's just a, a small bet, but it's yep. a 20-to-1 right. bet, and I want to win it. Like, it's, you know what I mean? It's a, I, and, and I cheer for that throughout the whole season. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not betting on pasternak to score a goal every night but in the way i am you know like it's so uh yeah i I mean i think the player markets too like last year i didn't end up winning it because i didn't have uh kale mccarr but i ended up with yossi and hedman both at 10 to 1 to win the the norris so i was sitting in a pretty good spot with two out of the three uh finalists and other years i've had two out of the three vesna finalists like it's uh there's some good spots to be in uh just just attacking future markets all right, well, if you want to track all the picks that we give out on the show today or you want to see some of the futures that we placed earlier in the season as they're tracked there as well, you can find that in the BetStamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework currently up 35 units on the year, Whoa, a 6.9% wow. ROI on the season. Um, and you can see all the bets that we've placed today. So make sure to head over there. Give us a follow. I got spe- to start saying like the 0.10 unit for my uh, for my player props or you gotta put ten dollars <laughs> <laughs> we're going 35 units on this game tonight trying 35 to build it up to 70 <laughs> yeah yeah but uh yeah you can track all that here on the bet stamp app and make sure to uh give us a subs- hit hit like and subscribe to the youtube channel as edge work you can turn on notifications so you get notified when we go live on this channel as well as when our new podcast with david pagnotta dennis bernstein and zach bonacine drops every wednesday breaking down futures markets and news from around the league i'm sure that at some point they'll be talking about uh they'll be talking about this matthews three weeks injury on the next uh, next episode so make sure to tune into that as well uh, <laughs> they're gonna go on a winning streak fuck yeah. yep yeah, this is go. the star player out boost yep. that you're gonna get here so keep your eyes out for that but as well if you uh if you are looking for more betting content today you can head over to the forward progress youtube channel at 12 o'clock rob will be live with uh, a variety of different guests Hitman, John Legaza, and of course, Joey Knish joining Rob to go over player props for this weekend's NFL games for the conference championship. So make sure to uh, head over to the Forward Progress YouTube channel after this. Subscribe to that channel. You can catch Rob going live at 12. Thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. Andy, Rob, appreciate your time as always. Good luck on your bets tonight. I'll see you guys next week. 